Right. Hey guys, welcome back to the Journey Digital Marketing Show. I am joined by Rylan Kindness, who's the founder and CEO of Parking Deals Australia. Um, Rylan and I actually met about three or three or four years ago, actually at a place called Little Tokyo too, where he was um, still a teenager uh, in high school building up his company. And I was the, uh, like the head of marketing of Little Tokyo too. But fast forward so-and-so years, he's now extremely successful you've probably seen him on all these newspaper stories and everything but i'll kind of let rylan introduce himself yeah pleasure to be here jason <laughs> lee we go back quite a bit it's been uh at the beginning of my journey and to now i don't know if i'm extremely successful i wouldn't say that but definitely trying um yeah, yeah. we've been through a lot actually, and a lot of different business phases that you've seen me do. But basically, that was a great intro. Uh, so I run a company called Parking Deals Australia, which Jason was probably around the first, what, how far were we in? Maybe like a year into yeah, the business? Yeah, I think something like think? that, yeah. So still like working in a co-working space uh, in a very startup mode, I would say, um, and not much traction, just trying with very little capital behind it, um, just trying to get ahead. But basically the whole business that we are today is we're essentially Travago, but for um, parking services and storage services now. Mm. So we work with all the big parking providers from airports, CBDs, cruise ports, um, anything parking, we have something to do with it, as well as like car, boat, caravan, and house storage. Mm. Um, we work with all these companies and we'll help our customers. They come to us on our site, we'll help them search, compare, and book uh, these services and make sure that they save time when booking parking and storage and also money as well. Yeah. No, that's a great explanation, man. So um, like you and I both know, it's been a really, really long journey and um, kind of starting a company from the ground up, there's like heaps of challenges you got to overcome, but you know, I'd be really interested to know, like, cause marketing, digital marketing was a really big strategy in how you kind of grew the company. Like talk to me about some of the strategies that you use to kind of get the company off the ground and um, get it to where it is today. For sure. There was different times in our marketing kind of journey, I would say. There was the first probably two years where um, back, a bit of background is I started the business with literally $200 of my personal money. That was all I had. So a $100 purchase to me was like, will this make the business better? And I think the first thing we bought was business cards or something like that. Something very unrelated to marketing more so networking. So we had $0 of actual capital to invest into digital marketing services and whatnot. And first of all, I was so naive to the business world. I had no clue. Like I was in the impression that if you build a site and it's good enough, people will just turn up and start using the site. Yeah. We built the site. And I think in the first week we had two visitors to the site and it was probably just me and like a <laughs> random friend. Yeah. Um, and so I was like, wow, this is ground zero. I literally had expectations that millions of people would come and use the site. And I think yeah. that's a very similar story for a lot of business owners as well um, from my experience and whatnot. So I had to kind of evaluate. I've got no money. I've got a service here that I don't even have a valid business model for yet. How am I, okay, I get all these customers. How am I going to turn them into actually actual revenue? Um, the after talking to a few people that have been there and done it, I realized the easiest strategy, well, definitely not the easiest, but the most cost-effective strategy for me to get a couple new users was SEO content. Yeah. So basically our, our thing was, the name was Parking Deals Australia. I just assumed 
if we could get enough people looking and looking for parking and that's our target market, maybe we could sell those customers to a car park or something like that. So super, mm. like a very infant stage of the business of the idea. So I would just go to all different parking websites, find their deals, basically categorize the information I found into a much better, easy to read and searchable format. Mm. And then slowly but surely we started like targeting events. So say I was, I believe it was that fight between that Manny Pacquiao dude and um, yeah. some Australian guy. Jeff at some Horn, I think. Like, Well, sorry? Jeff Horn. Yeah, Jeff Horn, Jeff Horn. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, geez, like this is a big opportunity. Imagine if we could rank on the first page for that fight parking yeah. or, or something like that. And we did it. And we got a listing on the first page. I think maybe 50 people came to the site. But back mm. then, 50 people to our website was like, whoa, this is, I remember so vividly, I was like looking, because our site was first originally built on WordPress. I was looking at like um, the WordPress.com like insight statistics. Yeah. And it was like January, February, March was like our first couple months. And it was like 50 users, like 120. And I was like, yo, this month we did 150 visitors to the site. Yeah. Mom, yeah. We're doing so oh, well. well like, yeah. I literally, I literally had a thought. I was like, yo, it's happening. We're starting to make it. And it's 150 <laughs> users. And it was just because we were targeting those like very basic SEO things. And as you get in, like SEO mindset honestly can get very depressing. Like it's, yeah. you're there with content. You're writing content all day. It's an investment that you've got to wait for return. And you don't even know if what you're doing, because it was so early, it's probably very not up to standard SEO content. Mm. Like you don't know what you're doing. So for us, we're just writing and writing stuff and just hoping we'd have a hit. And eventually that's, you know, built maybe 100, 200 daily visitors to the site. And then that was time for us to kind of take back and be like, okay, what's our actual business model? Yeah. And our, we figured out very early on that if we could get customers, we could get partnerships with parking companies and send them customers and make like, they would either pay us to be featured on our site, like a deal or something, mm. or we could get like a referral link. Um, took us about six months of writing SEO content to get maybe 500 visitors a month. Yeah. Um, which was all right. Like very, back then I thought it was great. I would cry today if that was what, what it was. Um, but basically we convinced the company to actually pay us like a fixed amount of money per month to like um, put their deals and we would just basically put their deals right in front of the right customers. Sure. How much do you think our first contract was to, for like a person, a company paying us X amount of dollars per month to get like traffic to their site. Your first, your first ever contract. Yeah, first ever contract. Well, I would, Taking I would, I, don't know, I would assume you'd probably lowboard yourself really, really low. Maybe like yeah. five hundred dollars a month. I don't know. Twenty dollars a month, man. And they oh my god, Rylan! Dollars for the year or something or six months. Rylan, that's like the best investment. And I was like, yo, guys, we're making money over here. How good yeah, is this? Twenty dollars. Um, and and that was purely from SEO. And I, eventually, I realized um, if we want to go into the next step, I really still had no money. Like, actually, probably spent all the two hundred dollars. And I was like, shit. Like, all I've got is my time. Mm. that's all I can do. And that all, the best thing I could do was content. But I was like, what's the one thing that I could do that this is about a year into the business, maybe eight months, close to a year. Sure. Um, what's one thing I can do that could actually elevate the business like significantly. Mm. And that was media, like news and whatnot. 
and that kind of like seemed like a bit of a crazy um, thing. And I went to a news seminar once and this chick was trying to sell me like a $5,000 PR course. And obviously I had no, mm. no um, amount of money close to that. So I thought, well, maybe if I could get like a news story, I was 15 at the time or something super young. I was actually a pro BMX athlete and like, that's where I was earning all my money from, which was still not a lot of money, mm. but um, to keep myself afloat, I was really good at BMX. And I'm like, this is a good story. You know, a young entrepreneur running a parking company doesn't have his license um, and mm. in the form of like pro, legit pro BMX rider. So I just started like cold calling and cold emailing news journalists. And it was really tough. Um, and eventually we convinced seven news or some, someone good, to um mm. do an interview and it was a really good story and motivating story i guess and that was like got maybe i think it was like a thousand people to the site and i was like yeah. whoa there was a backlink on that as just, well just, sorry did, did they like feature your website on the article as well uh it was just in it was like a like a local news story sure um i think it was either seven news and then it was maybe like a korea mail but like the suburb like quest yeah, news yeah, or something sure. But that was the first time like of mass exposure and the best way we could actually market the business at that time. Mm. I don't know if media is the best way to build a business. I think you can't really track the conversions or whatever and stuff like that. Mm. But that was our kind of like our first thing. We were like, oh, geez, this is like some real customer base. And then from there, we just kind of built a better business where we could figure out, you know, if we did hypothetically get this money that we had for marketing, how could we actually convert like a customer that's on our site to pay us? There was multiple things we did, but it took us three years to um, get to a really profitable business model of managing hundreds of parking customers, mm. monthly accounts, recurring revenue, um, thousands of bookings a week in airport, cruise parking, stuff like that. Mm. Um, and, and that kind of sustainable business model uh, where eventually we got to the point where we had the money in the bank that, this is like two, three years later, by the way, mm. that we could explore the world of like online marketing and agencies and stuff like that. Mm. And AdWords and, and all of that kind of jazz was super intimidating to start. Like you look at all the different filters and whatnot. Mm. And I'd probably, honestly, I, I was really stupid. I probably flames maybe in, in a year, probably 50 or 60 grand of AdWords money. Mm. That was just pointless, like gone, like, <laughs> Like, like no tracking conversion or anything. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'm, pointless, I, I, I remember like was it maybe two years ago I had a look and I was like, yo, like there's, there's no tracking here. I was like, dude, you, you gotta, you gotta do something here. And this was before I had an agency, but I was like, bro, there's, there's, there's something going on here that you need to have a look at. Yeah. Uh, Cause you've always been pretty good at marketing, honestly, back in the day before you, you started your agency. I was like, thank, thank God for Jason telling me to track <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Well, it's so, so, that's something I didn't know, you know. Yeah, I, I yeah. was so focused on building a business that, like, where's my time better spent? Um, building a business or figuring out what a goal tracking, like a CTA or whatever. The, I yeah, don't know you, yeah. You know, all that stuff. And there's so many little things that actually matter. Um, but... Like now I'm pretty fluent and I realize that, you know, I can understand roughly, but still, mm. I, that's why I still work with agencies always looking for new marketing people to do stuff for me. Cause it's just like, my time is better spent on other things. Mm. Um, yeah. Why I kind of said it in the end was, you know, okay, I pay an agency X amount of dollars. Um, I spend this much money on ads and if, you know, I can 
double or triple that money in profit like why wouldn't you do it you know mm. and, and that just takes the stress out of you double questioning yourself like am i doing a good job can i do better these people know what's up it's mm. good but i'm sure you would know and probably the reason why you started uh, journey digital there's so many can i swear no I yeah swear i mean yeah sure so many bullshit agencies out there <laughs> that will trap you in with this contract bullshit and make you pay all this money per month for retainers yeah. and stuff and you spend more money they take more money like oh my goodness yeah yeah i don't like think about the amount of money or time i've wasted with agencies that have delivered like I, honestly if an agency like our business was difficult for agencies actually and it's probably not the best way to do it mm. because we basically our business model is um we will take a booking for a car park we make x percent commission depending on the deal it can be good it can be shit yeah we have to factor in that our marketing spend is less than our commission like if our marketing spend was our revenue oh my goodness we're killing it all day long yeah but it's all about commission and i, I think a lot of entrepreneurs or maybe digital marketers forget about it's not about revenue it's about profit yeah more than like any. the stats of what the digital agency is doing look really good but for your bottom line yeah. you're like you're you're burning like, cash you know like you need to get cash at the end of the day of profit like in the bank after those expenses and agencies forget about that or they're working on multiple different problems like not problems, but like different accounts, you know, where their profit margins are 50% on a 10 grand sale, but ours might be 30% on a hundred dollar sale, you know? Yeah, like, yeah. And they just forget it. And for, we tried, I had one really good agency, but just like when Corona and stuff went down, we kind of cut all our expenses and yeah. um, our business kind of took a little bit of a hit in the airport and cruise sector things. Mm. Um, so that was cool. But like, there's definitely a, a trial and error for agencies that I think, some like our dealings with you and back in the day like you were great you always like let me know exactly what it would take and what would we have to sacrifice mm. to start like i.e trialing and getting dark because we had no tra goal tracking conversion whatsoever mm. whereas some agencies were just like yeah yeah man we can do it we can do it like this is going to be great pay up front for for this and then um whatnot and then you find out three months later that you flamed 10 grand of ad spend a month plus All their right. retainers for the last three months you're like what is going on you know like mm, yeah and you have to, i was really on top of a few like i would call them every day and that turned into my job where i was like questioning myself well i'm paying these people to take this job off my plate but if i make less money letting them do it i would rather just focus it on myself and learn how to do it yeah, but then yeah. again it gets depressing learning how to do ads and stuff like that <laughs> so do you currently do all of that stuff in-house with your team or um so at the moment we're kind of taking a little chill break from um paid advertising yeah because yeah. like six percent of our business was in airport and cruise parking and that kind of got wiped out within a, a week to a month period yeah where kind of now it's like well that's fine um mm. and we'll be okay what's some other areas we can focus on for like the long term and like when they, I feel like everyone had that month when Corona hit where they're like, yeah, I'm so lost. Mm. Like my business is cooked up. Like, I don't know what I'm doing with my life. I just like literally wrote content all day long. Cause that was the only thing like I could mm. do at yeah, that point yeah. in time. I didn't know what the industry and I feel like a lot of people aren't going to know what their industry is going to look like at the end of coronavirus coming all out and whatnot. So that was the easiest thing for me to do. And the only beneficial mm. thing that I could really think of um 
and SEO is fantastic if you can get it right, but yeah, the level of long-term commitment that it takes is pretty, pretty intense. Yeah. Well, it seems like to me, like you've had a, such an interesting journey. Like if you're looking at it from purely a digital marketing perspective, right? Like you got zero to almost two years of literally just SEO. If you break it down to its core elements, right? SEO content, you know, PR, a bit of PR through media publications, getting backlinks, et cetera, building up that daily, daily users, and then getting it yeah. to a point where you're profitable so you can reinvest through AdWords and Facebook and whatever. Um, but obviously it was doing really well to the point of COVID, which then when all of that stuff happened, you got to go back to your fundamentals, which basically brought you to this point in the first place, which was SEO content and stuff like that. Right. So yeah, SEO content will always be the golden goose for every business that mm. is every business that requires our business doesn't require lack of customers. Our business requires a lot, like hundreds of thousands of customers a year. Yeah. That's what we, we need that volume and as cheap as possible. Mm. So we can have a great product that we know converts and knows if the mm. right customer uses it, they're going to pay us anywhere from 85 to 150 bucks on average. So like, sure, we can spend money till the chooks come home, but why wouldn't we just lo like think about the long term and invest like into content that's going to like not cost us money to get new customers. However, mm. like, the dream is to have like a business where they like you only need to select few or medium amount of customers, good profit margins and in like a product or a service or something like that. And mm. that's where I would be more than happy to say, okay, Jason, take a hundred grand a month and just spend it on all this marketing and turn mm. it into 500 grand for me. Like mm. that's the perfect idea. It's just not the reality that our business was in. Sure. So SEO is always, if I could pick one thing, it would be SEO, but I don't want to write it all day. I don't think anyone really does. Um, yeah. So I feel bad and your team about writing it all day. <laughs> well, it's uh, good. Good thing that I'm like the business owner, so I don't have to do it all myself. You know, I've got a team behind it. So yeah, yeah. Probably if, if you're gonna if you're gonna look at all the different digital marketing aspects, I'd, I'd probably rate SEO is probably the least enjoyable in terms of implementing. That's just my personal opinion. Yeah, <laughs> sometimes that's your drive you to have a few bevies while writing yeah. the content. It's not so yeah, good. yeah, yeah. I, you can. I feel like you can get sometimes locked into the robotic, like almost a search engine language where it's like, yeah, parking deals Australia, like parking deals near me right now, kind of thing. It's yeah, yeah. Uh, but the problem is, then you have to also keep up to date with all the stuff that's going on in the world of SEO and Google and whatnot. Um, it's tough. It yeah. really is tough. Business how, how, do you, how do you deal like, uh, and you could probably answer this in the scope of like parking industry in general, because it's basically the same thing, right? You really need to own the, own the customer base. You need to own the traffic. And that's where yeah. the, even the big parking companies, even hotel companies, right? Hotels.com, they essentially own the traffic, right? And it's all digital. So like is it, is it literally just like long-term game? You just keep doing what you're doing, own the, own the search engine, keep doing SEO, or is it, can you be more creative, you know, do a lot more PR, do um, email marketing? I don't know what it is. Like, what are your thoughts on that? Well, I can definitely assure you I've done some very creative marketing over my time, but I don't want to 
expose our little secrets on here. Okay. Um, out of other parking companies, they wouldn't have the balls to do it, but um, <laughs> maybe they I, I think they would. Some would. Yeah. Um, and I, I wouldn't suggest doing it, but all really very out of the box guerrilla marketing style that is back when we had no money and it's very like, do I really want to do this? Like, mm. uh, type of marketing and it's all like above board and whatnot. It's not like illegal stuff, but like it's just difficult and you really have to sit down and think, mm. okay, this won't cost me a lot. How can we do it? You know? Yeah. Um, and we did a lot of awesome stuff um, in, in out and about in Brisbane and Sydney and stuff like that. Whereas I think, can you, what was the original question? Um, it was like, you know, what, what do you think the long-term game is to, to really oh, succeed in this game, industry? Yeah, definitely owning the customer, right? So for yeah. example, we, I have this kind of image in my mind of an ecosystem of parking deals, Australia, the company. Mm. It's whatever customer comes to our site is not on our site for dogs. Mm. They're there for parking, right? Yeah. Um, whatever that be, CBD, monthly, airport, cruise, they all own cars and probably during their lifetime, a CBD parking customer will go to the airport and be after parking mm. at some point. To be honest, there's very little amount of money compared to other aspects of our business to be made in CBD parking. Mm. Uh, like daily bookings and stuff like that or referrals to secures and Wilson companies and stuff like that. It's a very like difficult world to make money in as a, a third party provider, I would say, and owning the sure. customer. That doesn't mean that we don't have tens of thousands of people a month coming to our site to search, compare, and then book on someone other else's like car park in our, in Brisbane CBD, Sydney CBD, Melbourne CBD, because we've created a, a free system where we mm. update the rates and you can come to our site and see a map of all the different parking prices mm. and location for early bird, monthly, evening, whatever. Mm. We don't make any money out of the CBD side of things, but it gets a customer. But in every little listing that we have, join our that gets a customer that was free, first mm. of all, because you know, we're not marketing CBD parking because we don't make any money out of it into our ecosystem and emails, companies would probably pay three to five or $6 to have mm. a customer in their emails. Maybe like if you had to buy it per lead, that makes sense. Mm. So that's one free way. And then we market them with our monthly parking stuff where we mm. actually make money, recurring revenue of spaces that we own or operate or manage or whatnot. So that's one way that we get a customer into our ecosystem for free and still like up to date. There is a cost associated to that of admin time, sure. customer service. I have like a live chat on the site that far out. I've looked through the chats before and it's like a lot of people asking CBD questions mm. about CBD parking for providers that we're not going to make a dollar out of. Sure. But we'll gladly direct them there, give them the information. Like parking is a convoluted world, right? Like and confusing. Mm. You are like looking to go to the city between a certain time. Yeah. Well, Fuck, where are you going to park? You don't know where you're going to park. Yeah. Where's the best price? But you can come to our website and use a live chat and talk to someone who knows exactly about like parking in a certain area and get the answers straight to you in a link sent. Isn't that like the most ideal parking experience ever? Yeah, yeah. Like super easy for a customer, but we don't get paid to that. It costs the company money to do that mm. and time and whatnot. And you've got to pay for the live chat stuff, whatever. Mm. But it... Hopefully, 
gets a customer saying, oh, shit, you know, hey, Bob, I was looking for parking today and I just used this site and they have a live chat and you can talk to a person who knows exactly about parking, where to park, and the best prices. That's word of mouth getting the business to maybe another customer, hopefully the email, they gave us their email address and said we could use it. Mm. It's pretty good to me. And then maybe when Brad wants to come and look for his airport parking or his monthly parking, because he's sick of paying overpriced rates, he'll come to us and use us. Yeah. Now that's a really interesting strategy. And I think what I kind of gathered from it is because your business model, there aren't a lot of overheads because essentially you're owning the traffic and then you're, directing people to the the other parties to kind of fulfill it so you're a third party you don't actually own a lot of overheads so but like you mentioned a lot of people are looking for cbd but they're not actually profitable for your you as a business so it's kind of a loss leader like you're actually yeah, willing to break even yeah yeah so you're you're willing to break even just to get a customer and then everything after that is then profit so they'll come back to you for airport parking cruise parking um, you know, caravan storage or whatever it is, anything else. So is that kind yeah, of like the, the strategy? The, yeah. And plus it's a quite a unique way to um, understand what parking companies issues are. So yeah. like if someone asking us about a car park down the street, certain information, and this one's becoming really popular, I'm like, okay, this type of parking is good. And I'll take that into an account and be like, okay, this is cool. So if we ever have a deal that comes across the table and something similar, Right, and traditionally see it as a good opportunity. Maybe we'll consider it, whatever. Um, plus, you learn about your other parking company's um, customers and how they talk and how they react to certain parking and um, gather that intel, I guess. Mm. So, you kind of are a broader range of like understanding your customer from when they're exactly looking for parking that we can adapt into storage or whatever, you know, other areas. And, um, I don't know how parking companies feel about that. Maybe it's good, but personally, and, and probably as you would know, I fucking hate drama. Like mm. I hate having have beef with anyone. I hate drama between companies and stuff like that. I always don't like fights. Yeah. Where I'm happy to like spend money to send a customer to a parking company, but they got directed there from our chat or our customer support. And we gave them a fantastic experience so that when they go park at that company, if they cook it up, at least we gave them a good time, you know, and a good, good service and whatnot. But I have no qualms about or bad feelings about spending money to make other people money because I know in the long term, we're providing a great service and getting that customer in our ecosystem and they will keep coming back to us. So we get the first point of contact rather Mm. than something that's going to have no contact other than a pay machine. Sure. I love to ask you this. It's um, like a lot of it is obviously owning the customer, right? Like how, how much of your business model is actually just like data versus, you know, the, the actual um, like the, the parking solution, right? Because obviously as the business, the, the way you guys would make long-term, long-term revenue and like sustainability you obviously need to own the customer. So data, right? Like how much of your business model is actually owning the customer in terms of data and maybe selling it to other parking companies and stuff like that? Um, bit of background. First of all, I'm like the least technical person ever. Okay. And <laughs> I built this big game about the data and all this shit. And I'm just like, okay, cool. Mm. But I would say our business is usually 
driven by data and mm. um, it's a, a thing that we've just had to adapt to and, mm. and realize that what builds value in a company. So I'm not here to be in parking the rest of my life. Like I'm here to build a great company and great customer base and sell it mm. um, and then move on to something. But one thing we learned, we, we had two ex- uh, three experiences of buyout offers in a year span. Mm. And um, these people were talking about all this data stuff. And I don't even think they knew what they were talking about at the end of the day. Sure. But what I did was wake us up and we didn't take the deals. Obviously I still own hundred percent of the company and self-finance to this day. Uh, never taken a dollar from anyone. Mm-hmm. What that taught us, that experience was like, Oh shit. You know, maybe there are better ways to understand our customer data, collect the data and, like stop the barrier of entry that we of other competitors to have access over that customer. Mm. So what we did was we realized there was a few key things that would were, were our weaknesses where we could lose deals or lose car parks or lose the customer at certain kind of poles in their ecosystem. Mm. So we're like, let's give parking companies what they want, build a full custom dashboard for our like parking companies. So when a customer comes to us, they'll give us their account details and whatnot. And they'll, store whatever data they need to store with us for their future parking mm-hmm. when they book like we get kind of all the info of their booking and know what car they drive and where they're from and whatnot there's a lot of stuff you can get from there um and then from there once they enter the car park you know there was a whole thing about oh why don't we just build an access technology so we can control the entry to the car park sure if that makes sense but the cost of that for return is pointless and i think mm. you'd be in debt for a while honestly yeah I don't think anyone cares. Well, people probably care, but you know, it wasn't the right thing for us to do at that time. Yeah. But if we could control that, you know, we have this partner dashboard where we have the money for the partner, they can get analytics around their car park. We're going to be sustainably giving them customers and sending them money. They're not going to ask questions. They get their information. It's just, we get the customer data and they'll come to us because we'll discount our rates further than anyone else will to give like back, customers commission and whatnot so Mm. it's always for the customer super easy for our partner providers and we'll spend all the money to acquire the customer ensure they have a great customer experience so Mm. why would anyone want to change up and sure there are companies that would come in and try give parking companies lower commissions but at the end of the day they're still not going to be like spending they're still going to be like the less, like you would know, the less commission you get per booking, the less you're going to spend. Yeah. You know, like on the AdWords and whatnot. Sure. So for us, it was kind of all about what's the best business we could build for our customers, best business we could build for our partners and yeah. ensure that they don't leave. So that's yeah. our way of gathering all the data we need and our risk minimization. Yeah. For yeah. Long so it seems revenue. like you've got a bit of pretty difficult job because it's, you've got a market for the business, but also you've got to take a bit of a marketing standpoint to actually get the partners on board and fulfill what they want as well. So it's identifying what do customers want? They want a cheap parking spot wherever they can get it. And then the partner aspect is, you know, marketing in terms of the value of the data and helping them understand the value of the customers that you're sending them and what that actually means for their bottom line. I would say like, okay, airport cruise, whatever, yeah. monthly parking i don't know how much better data makes it if that mm. makes sense like sure like the marketing process is great for data but that's probably all it's good for and understanding customers 
but these are brick and mortar businesses that have been around for a long time. So I always came from a kind of uh, like a, I guess a harsh way of just being like, you know, I don't really care what data we get as long as we can get a customer to a car park and fill that space off the street and make someone money. It's a win-win solution. But then you realize that data is kind of like the lubricant, um, <laughs> the lubricant to making sure that you get the customer for the right price and talking to the right people. Yeah. Yeah, that makes no, sense. yeah, totally understandable, bro. And it's it's a it's a it's something that it's quite difficult, but it seems like you're doing all right for yourself. So, yeah, what what would you say? Um, what would you say to anyone that kind of wants to get into the same space? Uh, into parking? Yeah, yeah, building a company similar to uh, to, to yours. I think ensure that your business model is good you're not in an overly competitive like you're not in a um an overly competitive um space and then just ensure that fuck i don't even know <laughs> you're ready to put in the work you're ready yeah. to put in the work just hustle every day live laugh love yeah. well not live laugh love <laughs> um it's just really tough because you, there's so many like things that you've got to deal with at the end of the day. Like you've got to deal with your yeah. customers, providers, what, like what not business model, mm. um, start very small. Don't get investment just yet. Like prove that your business is good. Mm. You know, if that makes sense. Yeah. That's good tips, man. Good, good tips. All right. Um, I think we'll probably wrap it up there. We've been talking for some time. So, uh, maybe just, you know, tell, tell viewers where they can find you and kind of find more about your stuff. Yeah, if you want to see my very fun lifestyle, Instagram, at Rylan Kind, um, R-Y-L-A-N Kind. <laughs> um, I'm joking. Uh, but Parking Deals Australia, if you need anything, parking, storage, anything, yeah. uh, we're the go-to people. Parkingdealsaustralia.com.au. Cool. Awesome. All right. Thanks for your time, Rylan. I really appreciate you jumping on board the Digital Marketing Thank Podcast. You, no worries, mate. Anytime. I'm so excited. And I'm so excited for you because I know you wanted to do this for a very long time and you've got the skills. You're the right guy for the job. And um, it's exciting to see you actually take the, the first step and um, you've helped me out a lot and that's invaluable back in the day. So uh, you're generally kind person as well. So, yeah. Nah, thanks. thanks like, that actually, that means a lot to me, Ryan. And um, yeah, I, I'll send you the, uh, the, in, the, the pay slip for doing that little shout out for me so that's oh all. yes voice. <laughs> no, <laughs> i look forward to it no it's all right, all right yeah thanks for the comments i really appreciate it <laughs>